If you listen to the show for any amount of time, you know that I do have a merch store or two, and I don't generally push my merch because I don't feel comfortable hitting you guys up for money. But if you're listening to me on anything resembling a regular basis, you probably laugh at the same things I do. You probably think a lot of the same things I do. So why don't you go check out HorribleDesigns.com. They have assorted merchandise with funny comments on it, funny t-shirts, funny mouse pads, funny coffee cups, and then some stuff that maybe not necessarily so funny, but is definitely relevant, whether it's a social opinion, an economic opinion, a stance on you know things like veganism or whether or not you need essential oils in your life. So yeah, anyway, that's my little plug. I have some of their shirts. They're comfortable. They're cool. I like them. HorribleDesigns.com. Go check it out. The podcast you are about to listen to contains at least one of the following. Strong language, disturbing topics, abusive opinions, generally things that aren't appropriate for little kids or overly sensitive people. So if any of that stuff's going to get your nose out of joint, this is your chance to turn it off. Welcome to I Had to Say It, the podcast where I talk about things that I feel need talking about, and sometimes they're not getting the attention they deserve. And your feelings, they're not under consideration. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of I Had to Say It. We're going to start out as we do with the supporter shout-out. We're going to say Josh, Jake, B-Word and the Iceman, Jason, Miss Aaron, and our newest supporters, Mike and Tabby of the Gray's Taproom Podcast. So thank you guys for the support. It really means a lot to me. It's one of the things that keeps me going. All right, so with that uh, being said, last week I talked about your passion and, and how passion plays into your life. And, you know, I, I, I stand by what I said. It's not like, it's not like I'm going to come on here the next week and go, you know what, that was all bullshit and that was just, Talking out my ass. I mean, granted, you know, depending on where you stand in things, I may be talking out my ass. I'm not. I mean, if you're not going to take the time to actually tell me I'm talking out my ass, I'm going to keep doing it. Because, and even if you do take the time to tell me I'm talking out my ass, I may tell you to blow it out yours. It's, you know, kind of up there. But I, I do feel like I'm, you know, for the people who hear me and give me the feedback and tell me how they feel about things, I those are the ones I'm doing that for. If you, if you if you don't like me and you think I suck or whatever, if you're spite listening, you know, fucking, you know, pound sand. I really don't I don't really care to be honest. I mean, if you don't if I bother you enough where you have a negative opinion of me, but you don't have enough of a negative opinion to tell me you have a negative opinion, you're you're really you're fucking irrelevant. You're only making yourself miserable. And why why do that to yourself? I don't understand it. But yeah, so we talked about you know, passion and doing things you're passionate about and the ideas of, you know, to be successful takes more than just passion. It takes practice and focus and a certain degree of skill and probably a little dumb luck in there, too, because I've definitely had some breaks go the wrong way for me over the course of my career. And, you know, sometimes it's just the way the chips fall. You know, shit happens. Sometimes sometimes you get a good position and all of a sudden there's management restructuring and that good position's no longer there. You know, these things happen. But I digress. So the other, that, but this kind of ties into what I was talking about last week. It's just the way my thought process rolls. And I wanted to talk this week about discipline. Now, and I don't mean discipline like when your kids are acting up and you decide you're going to whip their asses. 
And I've said it before, I'll say it again. I don't believe anybody should be beating children, but a, 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 a spanking to deter negative behavior, it worked for generations. And when we started this timeout shit is when things really started going sideways. You know, and I may be having an old man yells at cloud moment here, but I'm not, I will never condone somebody beating a child, but the ass was made for whipping. That's why all children have an ass on them until they hit a certain age. And then some of us, it just disappears. Like I, I said it before, I'll say it again. I got middle-aged white guy ass. I have a back from my shoulders to my ankles right now. And I'm working on that. You know, I'm not skipping leg day or anything, but you know, at the, as of right at the moment, I got middle-aged white guy ass. But I didn't have middle-aged white guy ass when I was a kid because the ass was made for whipping for a reason. Well, like I said, my parents didn't beat me excessively. I wasn't abused. I wasn't battered. But I did get those couple of key spankings that told me I better never do that shit again. And disciplining your children is important. But it's it, it, to, to, to put it into a simplified statement, and then I'm going to move on to what I'm actually talking about. Uh, you know, you need to discipline your kids while they're growing up because otherwise the state's going to discipline them when they're adults. And if they're not prepared for it, it's going to come as a shock. That's not as true as it used to be because at this point the system seems determined to mollycoddle the criminals and kind of give everybody the participation trophy generation a, a little slap on the wrist and just, oh, no, no, don't do that, which may be why the uptick in violent crime and general disrespect and, you know, things just kind of go into shit. I mean, the the more whiny and permissive our society wants to be the worse the situation's getting and nobody seems to understand the correlation there on the side of the people that are saying these things so you know get fucked if that's your stance you're listening to the wrong program but the discipline i actually want to talk about is self-discipline the ability to regulate your own behavior and it is kind of a lost trope or not a lot, not a trope, but a, a lost thing these days. It's not nearly as well, well partaken by most people. It's not nearly as common. It's not nearly as pushed that you have to have self-discipline. I mean, you'll still find it in certain circumstances, uh, successful athletes, successful, successful people in general have discipline. If you don't have a certain degree of self-discipline, your life is never going to work out the way you want it to unless you are just extraordinarily lucky or else your parents or someone in your family is an extremely corrupt motherfucker that it's going to just buy your way out of every little bit of trouble you get into because you can't control your impulses. You can't control your urges. Maybe if you're one of those you know, ultra elite motherfuckers who can do things like be creepy or inappropriate with individuals or do massive amount of drugs or commit massive crimes and just walk away with a slap on the wrist because your daddy's somebody important and the good old boy network's going to protect you. The problem is in our society today, as I see it at least, and obviously you, you must care what I would think because otherwise why would you be listening to the show? The problem with that is, is as we become more connected socially, as we have more media at our disposal, a lot of people see this behavior going on for the the super special people and think they are all entitled to that same degree of treatment without realizing they don't have the same connections or the same worth to the people that they are expecting this treatment from to necessitate said treatment. So their complete lack of self-control and self-discipline comes back to bite them in the ass, as it fucking should. And so that's what you got to focus on. You have to work on controlling yourself, on 
allowing yourself to master your desires and master your 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 habits, your your the things you do in your life, because otherwise they're going to master you and you're going to be a slave to them. You're going to be miserable. And in some cases, you can't do anything about it. There are people that are predisposed to different types of addictions, whether it be alcohol or drugs or, you know, I mean, food. There, I, I do believe that some people are addicted to eating. There's overeaters. Like, there's a reason there's Overeaters Anonymous. But that's not entirely because it's a physical addiction. <laughs> I mean, that's, that, that, that's kind of a gray area for me, really. I believe a lot of the people that try and say they're overeating because of some physical quirk other than a, just a lack of self-control. When you're taking in 4,000, 5,000, 6,000 calories every fucking day, that's that's probably you're either eating your feelings or you're having psychological issues or you're just a weak, weak individual and you can't extricate yourself from that circumstance. And in that respect, that's why I think it's a good thing there's a program like Overeaters Anonymous because then you get a certain degree of external accountability and you can enhance your accountability and your self-discipline through that accountability because you don't want to look bad to the other people in your group or you're concerned about what they're going to think or you're worried about looking like a failure in front of them because you were weak. And in those circumstances, whether it's you know NA or OA or AA or SA or any of the anonymous groups that are like, yeah, we're here to provide a group mentality and some support for these people who have no self-discipline and who are kind of weak-minded motherfuckers in one respect or another. And I'm not saying this in any kind of judgmental way. It's just kind of my summary of things. Um, and I've got no room to talk. I'm not perfect myself. I don't have perfect self-discipline. I mean, in a lot of ways, I, I practice a lot more self-discipline than people who don't know me would probably believe. And in a lot of ways, I probably have significantly less self-discipline than some people who maybe only know me through this show or general social interaction would believe because there are certain things where I will admit I have no self-control whatsoever. Um, I, there are certain things I just can't pass up. I can't, you know, there are certain kinds of pies. It doesn't matter how much I know they're not good for me. It doesn't matter how much I know that I am overweight because of certain things in my life, but I'm never going to turn down a slice of pie. It's just, <laughs> I may, I, these days I may have a little more self-discipline. I may have a small piece of pie, but if the pie is there, I'm going to have a fucking piece. If there's ice cream to go with it, I'm going to have a scoop of ice cream with my fucking pie. Cake, I can actually kind of take or leave. I'm not a huge cake guy, but pie I like. Pie I will never, I will never, even bad pie is still pretty good to me most of the time. I have ver met very few pies I didn't like, and most of those were actually in the, when I was working in, in a school with a bunch of culinary students and some of, some of them were just proving they had no business being in the culinary industry. I know it sounds kind of judgy. Nobody's perfect, blah, 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 whatever. Kiss my ass. Some people just shouldn't do certain things. And I talked about that when I talked about following your passions. Sometimes being passionate about something just isn't good enough. Sometimes you just fucking suck. But I digress. And, you know, so, yeah, I one of the reasons I got to be heavier and out of shape is because, like I said, I have no self-discipline when it comes to pie. I will sit down and have me a piece of pie, you know, even knowing I shouldn't. Um, I <laughs> probably am a bigger fan of whiskey than I should be. I I don't go out and get sloshed, hammered, drunk every time, you know, every day. I'm not I'm not out drinking all the time. I'm not drinking away my paychecks. I'm not living in the bar. Uh, there was a time where I was, but <laughs> that's an entirely different story. 
And I didn't have to go completely cold turkey and just wash my hands completely of drinking. Now, I did quit drinking for, I don't know, just like a month, month and a half. But that was more just to do kind of a hard reset because I realized how bad I was getting. <laughs> and and I would still do it occasionally where I'll go, you know, a couple of weeks without having a drink. And, it, but it's, it's still, there's a certain degree of discipline in there. I, I could have very easily gone the other route and gone like full bore alcoholic drinking every day, you know, skipping meals because I'd rather drink and things like that. But I didn't. Not that I'm, you know, some great bastion or example. I'm just saying I'm not one of those people that's, you know, chemically reliant upon these things. I don't have that addictive personality to the degree where I can't master my own demons for lack of a better way of putting it. And I have some really good friends who, who are alcoholics or who do have substance abuse issues and they can't be around it. They can't just have one. If they have one, they're going to have 50. And if they have 50, they're going to be blackout drunk behind an alley somewhere until the booze winds up killing them. So I'm glad they've you know, found that restraint. They found whatever it was they needed to get to that place where they decided to quit. Whether it was cold turkey, lukewarm turkey, however they got to where they are, but they realized they can't, they don't have the self-control to just have a drink or to just have just, just a couple, you know, just one after work to, just to relax. Because they realize for the, themselves that's how they don't have the, the control, so they have the discipline not to put that temptation in their own path. And for the most part, I mean, everybody, nobody's perfect. A lot of people will will relapse, will backslide. They, particularly the people that are, you know, addicted to drugs, they have a much higher recidivism and relapse rate than than most people. I mean, although alcoholics, there's a lot of relapsing in that too, but. Uh, you find a lot of people that know to maintain that discipline, they have to substitute something else into their addictive personality. And that's another part of the, having that discipline of being able to control yourself and to put yourself in a position where, you know, that's going to be the thing that's going to be your downfall. That's going to bite you in the ass. So you find something else that you, that you can insert into your life. That's going to be your new addiction, whether it's, and something that's, you know, less physically harmful, something that's not going to break the bank, something that's going to not wind you wind up with you dying while your kids are young. And, you know, it could be golf, it could be hiking, it could be jogging. I, I've got a friend who used to be a, a rather big boy like myself. And when he decided to quit drinking, he took up running. And now that son of a bitch runs like stupid amounts. And if he doesn't run, he feels off all day gets up in the morning, runs like five miles before he gets ready for work every morning, and more power to him. I mean, physically, he's probably in the best shape of his life. He's doing doing pretty well, and not drinking allowed him to get his life back on track. He's a good father. He's a good husband. He's doing pretty well at his job, and it's because he had the, the discipline to say, this is going to kill me. This is ruining my life. This is ruining my relationship. I'm not strong enough to deal with it on a piecemeal basis. So I am going to remove this temptation from my life. And he's stuck with it. And it's been years. I've, <laughs> I've got, I've got another friend who quit drinking and wound, wound up starting to get, uh, well, we already had tattoos, but 
started getting a lot more tattoos, and he is all sleeved up and shit now. Arms, legs, the whole shebang. And still probably better off than he was when we were drinking. So it's it's about fine, making choices, and that's not something that really gets pushed these days anymore. It's not the... Uh, it's not the popular thing. It's not it's not nearly as common amongst youth today, particularly the ones that were raised in soft permissive environments where they didn't have to have that discipline in their life. They didn't have to exhibit any kind of focus or fortitude to get what they wanted from life. And I'm not saying it's, you know, super common, but it's common enough where it's a, where it's a trope where the kids who weren't good enough to succeed in school, whose parents came in and gave the teachers shit because their kids weren't knuckling down, weren't doing their work, weren't being responsible. The ones who were pushing for shit like no child left behind instead of surviving on merit, you wound up dumbing down an entire generation of fucking kids because for the, I mean, for the, the smaller percentage that had that inherent discipline to knuckle down and do the work and be, and a lot of them had involved parents who had some common sense, who said they these kids need to develop the skills necessary to get ahead and to be successful in life, and they're not going to do it coasting by doing the bare minimum, and they instilled that discipline in their kids. The ones who said, okay, you can watch TV when your homework's done. You can play video games once you read for a half hour, and they instilled habits and discipline and a sense of discipline will lead to accomplishment in their kids that's missing in a lot of people nowadays. It's, it's, it's another, another tumbler in that lock that's on success that people don't seem to want to acknowledge because what they want is they just want to be handed everything because it's what they want and their feelings are what's important. Not doing the work or putting in the effort or any of that shit. And part of that is because they lack discipline. And, I mean, it can be taught. It can be learned. It helps if you start when you're really young, because I can tell you from personal experience, the older you get, the harder it is to have that discipline. And I'm saying this as somebody who's looking at mid-40s right around the corner here. And like I said, I, I, I've gotten really squishy, and I'm out of shape, and <laughs> I can no longer justify eating half a pie in a sitting because my metabolism is, that's all going straight to my ever-widening gut. and. I acknowledge that, and I, I I have the discipline because I'm trying to. I I got one of those rude awakening moments where, a do, my doctor basically said, if you want to be alive to see your grandkids, you need to, you know, knuckle down and fucking do the thing. You need to take care of yourself. You need to get your health back. You need to get your ass back in gear. And. I, that was an external motivation for me. That's, I could, yeah, I could be going to Overeaters Anonymous, but I really, I don't overeat. My my problem is an entirely different, in, in, not that you guys want to hear about my, my medical shit, but in terms of that aspect of things, I really, I don't eat that much. I do have issues with <laughs> occasional grazing, particularly since I cut back way back on my drinking. And I find myself snacking probably more than I should. And uh, so in terms of bringing that back into check and being di showing discipline on that, I have started logging, you know, all my food, my food journals, everything I, I eat, which is kind of hard for me in my job because there's days where I'm tasting tons of shit 
in the course of my day at work, and I'm putting all kinds of things in my mouth, and some of them are things I really can't have too much of, but I have to uh, test recipes, adjust flavored, test products. So there are days where I want to put in a whole bunch of shit in my mouth, and I'm trying to track out as much of it as I can, as accurately as I can, and that allows me to be accountable to myself. Because uh, nobody's going to you know, check my homework. Nobody's checking my facts to make sure everything's done. And again, this is where discipline comes into play. If I don't do it, nothing's going to happen. The world's not going to change. Nobody's going to, you know, slap me on the wrist and tell me I'm doing a bad job. Nobody's going to walk walk around behind me, you know, playing a tuba. That shit's not going to happen. But in the long run, if if I want to accomplish my goals, namely losing the weight, getting my health back, It'd be great to get off all the fucking drugs that got me on to keep me in a somewhat healthy state of being right now because I'm really not a big fan of, you know, pharmaceuticals and better living through pharmaceuticals. And the fact that I have to do that now is an additional tick in the motivation for me because I don't want to keep doing that and to stay alive. I don't want to be sustained through chemistry. I want to get my shit back in order. So healthy, natural functioning will get me back where I need to be. And it's something that I do realize, and <laughs> I'm, I'm working on it. I, I try to have the discipline. It helps that I got a pretty good accountability buddy in terms of things like going to the gym every day and getting there early enough where I can get in a decent workout on a regular basis and get that workout in, burn the extra calories, get the extra activity going. That's how I start my mornings off most days now. Now, granted, I, I could be doing better. I, I I generally take the weekends off still just because I'm at the point where I like to sleep in, and I'm still a night owl in my natural state, and my sleep schedule tends to get a little screwed up between Friday afternoon and, and Sunday evening because I have a tendency to stay up later than I should go to bed later than I should, and then still, you know, still need to get at least four or five hours of sleep to be a functional human being, so I wind up sleeping in later than I should, too, and I get all out of whack. And that's another thing where I I acknowledge the problem. That's the first step. I'm aware of it. I'm aware I lack the discipline to stay on a decent functional schedule where I'm going to bed earlier, getting up at the regular time every day, so my internal clock can function normally because my internal clock's pretty well fucked too. I mean, <laughs> even on the days where I went to bed at 3.30 in the morning because I was playing video games or dicking around with podcast stuff or whatever I happened to be doing at that moment that prevented me from going to sleep, I'm conditioned to wake up at 5 a.m. to get ready to go to the gym, so I still do it. And then I roll over and try and go back to sleep on the weekends, which... I never, never drop right back off, and it's never as good as sleep when I do those things, as opposed to me just going to bed at a reasonable time. So, yeah, it's, 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 I am lacking in discipline in that matter. Now, in a lot of other things, um, I am notoriously thrifty, and that's as much upbringing as anything else. I like to make sure if I'm going to spend money, I get every dime I can worth out of that money. I am I am tight. I want to make sure I am getting the best deal I possibly can on anything I purchase. And I don't know how much of that is actually discipline and how much of that is just being a cheap bastard. Depends on who you ask, I think, because 
I mean, a lot of times I will forego buying things I want because I know I shouldn't. And sometimes, on the other hand, I'll get some random wild hair in my ass and go out and buy something dumb. But usually not so much, and it's always a good deal when I do. But that's still a case of a slip in discipline, and that's okay too, you know? Because honestly, for I could sit here and piss and moan about how people are undisciplined and they lack structure and they lack self-restraint and they lack self-control, and I could bitch about all that all the time. But that's a little more pompous than I generally like to be, and it's not that I give a shit about anybody else's way of viewing how I look at things. It's not that I'm overly concerned that other people are going to look at me and go, listen to this pompous ass. He thinks everybody just needs to be self-controlled 24-7 and da-da-da-da. And I'm not, I'm not that guy. And like I said, I'm not trying to be that way because I'm overly concerned about anybody else's opinion. It's how I have to be able to look at myself and how I want to think about myself and how I value myself. And I like to think I'm a little more honest and a little more realistic than than that, where I could say that's a reasonable expectation for anybody. We're all going to fuck up occasionally. Nobody's perfect all the time. I have moments where I've had, I'm, I'm one of those people that instantly has buyer's remorse. As soon as I spend money, I'm regretting it. With the exception of things that, you know, you can't, you can't help but do. I mean, I, I, I'm kind of offended every time I have to fill up my gas tank, but I don't have buyer's remorse about it because I know I'm doing it out of necessity, not out of some sort of frivolity. Um, most of the time when I'm buying food and groceries and shit, I occasionally I splurge and buy some dumb shit that I don't really need. But most of the time, I'm pretty reasonable in my spending when it comes to groceries. But I've never really had buyer's remorse because I bought something particular, some particular food item that I'm going to prepare for my wife or my kids or my family or my friends or whatever. Because if I go out and buy something outlandish, it's never just for me. It's never just about me. And maybe that's why I don't have the remorse or the regret. Maybe maybe that's what <laughs> where my discipline doesn't feel like it's flagging because it's not being done with selfish motivation. Now, like the other day, I may I mentioned I had picked up some liquor to make a cocktail because I got the idea in my head. I pretty much had buyer's remorse on that one before I was back in the car. But I'm also not the guy that's going to, you know, return some shit because I, I sat there and did something dumb because it, it struck me as funny. And, uh, you know, but that was like an instant buyer's remorse thing. That was my discipline slipped for a few minutes. And instead of telling myself, no, that's not what I should be doing. It's not responsible. It's not the right choice. There's a better way to do this. I, I, I indulged and I regretted it almost instantly. But anyway, that's kind of getting off track here. So I guess the point of this little episode is we need to, you need, you need to have some discipline if you really want to get anywhere in life. No, nobody's going to come along and just hand you everything you want simply for existing. I mean, I, I go on and on and harp on different versions of this over and over again. But that's the long and the short of it, really, is if you don't have the discipline to do the things that need to be done, you're never going to get the results you want. You're just going to be constantly disappointed and miserable and dealing with shitty situation after shitty situation, unless you're one of those rare and few and far between individuals who doesn't matter how the chips fall. They always come out on top. There are some random assholes out there that are just that fucking lucky and they luck their way into success. They luck their way into happiness. And I don't know how the fuck it happens. I really don't get it. I don't understand it. 
So I guess if that's how your life works, you really don't need the discipline. And you're probably not listening to me because you don't need anybody shitting on your way of life. And if you're some pampered, spoiled, rich kid, you're probably not listening to me either. But if you are, hey, take dad's credit card. Go to buy a bunch of shit with my name on it because I'm tired of being broke. And you want a prime example of discipline. There are weeks where I'm sure it's probably pretty obvious to you guys listening, but it's really hard for me to get in here and actually get an episode out and get things done because I got a bunch of other shit going on in real life. I have, you know, work-related responsibilities. I have family-related obligations. I have other shit. And sometimes it's a slog for me to sit down and do this and sit down and record an episode and then go back through it and clean it up and adjust the audio and make the changes and make the fix. And it's a matter of discipline for me to make sure I get an episode out on time every week. And on the other side of that coin is the other part of it I talked about is being able to manage that, realizing, yes, I have a certain degree of discipline and one episode a week is definitely doable as long as I maintain that self-discipline. But when I was looking at like three, four episodes a week sometimes, and, and that was... I could not do that with any kind of real regularity without neglecting my other responsibilities in life, particularly once I went back to work. So it wasn't a matter of discipline. It was a matter of making a realistic expectation, a realistic decision. And you want to look at, and again, in reference to the show, the lack of discipline is I should be doing live episodes like every other Sunday, like I originally planned on, but life keeps getting in the way and I keep not having the discipline to say, you know what, I'm going to make the time and make sure this works. So maybe if you guys, you know, reach out to me and start riding my ass about doing that a little bit, you know, be my accountability buddies, make me do the thing. Maybe that would help me out a little bit. Not appreciate it a lot. So in the meantime, you know, take care of yourself. Show that discipline. Find one thing that you really hate that you know would be good for you and force yourself to do it and keep doing it. Do it on a regular set schedule. Do it as much as you can get away with it. It is still healthy and not going to harm you in any real way. And show the discipline just to make yourself do it. It's, it's, it's good practice. It's like anything else in the world that you need to build that muscle, and you do that through repetition. You do it through doing something you know you're going to hate. I mean, it doesn't have to be something big. I'm not you know, saying go out there and smash your hand with a hammer every, every, every third week. I'm not saying anything like that. Get up 20 minutes earlier. Just to make it a habit, just to show that you can do it, you know, to practice a little mastery over yourself. Um, there's another thing going around with, uh, with some of the people I talk with online, uh, the, the crew over at 8750 who, who are doing a polar plunge kind of thing now where it's basically spending around three minutes in ice cold in an ice cold shower since most of us don't have handy access to like frozen lakes and shit like that. And getting in there, and it's it's supposed to be really good for you. And this is something I've known for years. And there was a period in my life where I was taking ice-cold showers every day, not because I wanted to, not because I was doing it for anything for health, but because our gas was shut off. And, uh, yeah, that was that was when I was out living on my own. I, I can't lay that on anybody's feet but my own and, and my fucking idiot roommates uh, because just due to poor choices and bad discipline, bills didn't get paid, shit got cut off. I mean, granted, two of us, two of the three of us were unemployed at the time, and it was really hard to stretch my three-quarter time salary to pay all the bills and make sure everybody got paid on a regular basis and still have food in the house. We basically lived on toast and cigarettes, and there's another instance of terrible discipline. Knowing cigarettes were bad for us, 
but there were appetite suppressants, and that was back before they got to be outlandishly, stupidly priced, where I could still get a carton for 25 bucks. And, you know, a carton of cigarettes would stop you from having to have three or four meals if you, if you, if you did it strategically. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, not, it's not good. It wasn't healthy. It was a stupid thing. Uh, but, you know, that was, that was where we were at at that point. But yeah, that's kind of my, 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 my thing that I was thinking about this week is how many people would have their lives vastly improved with just the addition of a small amount of discipline, the addition of just that little tiny tweak of doing something you don't want to do and forcing yourself to do it. So you realize you can do it. So you develop that habit and that mental fortitude and that discipline mindset and then you can start applying it to bigger things to bigger problems because it's just like going to the gym you start out lifting little weights and then as those little weights become lighter you start lifting bigger weights and you build that muscle and you get better and you can do these things so that's you know kind of my call out for this week do something you don't want to do something little something something simple Something that's going to benefit you in some way. So there is actually some ROI on this. You need, it, you, when you're trying to build this mentality, you need to see that there is a purpose behind it other than just doing it for the sake of fucking doing it. So, you know, figure out something that's going to work for you. I mean, I, I, like I said, I'm personally, I'm doing the, uh, this, you know, ice plunge challenge deal shit. And I got to be honest, when I did the first one, I haven't done this shit in a long time. I've, I've always been more of a cool shower individual, but I haven't gone full on just no hot water, balls out cold. And that will wake you up in the morning. You don't need a cup of coffee when you start your day out with, a, with an ice plunge. Um, now, granted, it, it doesn't last all day. It does wear off. But, you know, there's studies out there that show if you don't drink your coffee immediately when you get up in the morning, you wait like an hour, an hour and a half before you have that first cup of coffee. You don't have that crash nearly the same way. And it kind of goes the same way with the, the endorphin dump of doing the ice bucket challenge. Like I, you know, ice cold at five o'clock in the morning, I didn't even start drinking my coffee till like 1130. So it's, it's, it makes for a different approach, but that, you know, again, that's just me too, but find something you don't like and, and do it, but something you don't like, that's actually going to benefit you. Not something that you don't like. That's just something dumb and you don't like it. And for now, that's what I had to say. Thanks for listening to another episode, guys. If you liked what you heard, leave a comment, leave a review, leave a rating. Go to IHadToSayItPodcast.com, sign up for the mailing list, interact with the show. Click the links, sign up for the Patreon, join the Discord, come and interact, be a part of the show, buy the merch, support your favorite creator, or support me. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Till next time.